What is going on, beautiful people? It is your boy, Jesse, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, and you are listening to the Christ Convo Podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope this episode blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it, y'all. Yo, 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 yo. Is your boy Jesse, aka Jesse Prada. You know what I'm saying? I'm here with another episode on this podcast called Christ Convo. And I have two guests with me, and I will introduce them. My first guest is my beloved sister. Her name is Kennedy. This is my homegirl. We go way back. I'm very grateful to her. And my other guest is my brother, my beloved brother. His name is Timothy. Love y'all both. Say what's up to the people. Hey, y'all. It's me, Kennedy. I'm super excited to be on my brother's podcast, Christ Convo. I'm excited for the conversation to come. What up, Christ Convo family? It's TV. I'm in the building. What's up? (laughs) We're going to be lit tonight. What's up, y'all? This is crazy. All right. So today we're going to talk about... um, We're going to talk about insecurity again. So like my last podcast, I know that y'all saw insecurity about, you know, physical appearance. And I remember that I spoke about it from a person who dealt with being underweight or looking underweight, um, someone who was skinny. But I realized that there are different issues for different body types. So obviously my issues aren't going to be the same as those who may have dealt with, um, being overweight or dealing with difficulties because of the fact that they may have weighed too much or looked like that they weighed too much or society said that they weighed too much. And so we're going to talk about that because we have Tim and Kennedy here who have a testimony in regards to that. So how do y'all want to start this off? Um. Well, I guess I could give a little background about myself and the testimony of being overweight. I was fat and people have this negative connotation with that word, but I definitely was fat growing up. Before you start, why? Why did you say the word fat? Why do you say that people have a negative connotation, but you seem so unbothered with using the word? Because a lot of times growing up when I was called fat, it would hurt my feelings a lot. So as I got older, I realized like fat is not necessarily a bad thing and a lot of times it's associated with being unhealthy Mm -hmm. and so i was not unhealthy i was just big and that's just what it was and at the time i thought i was fat so i thought i was unhealthy and of course a lot of times when people hear that word they automatically assume you're ugly Mm. wow well continue with your background so growing up i I'm tall. I'm a very tall girl. I'm 5'9", 5'10", depends on the day. And I was big. I was tall and big. So I'm already noticed by a lot of people. I'm a young girl. I was like 5'5", in like the fifth grade. And that's super tall for a fifth grader. So as I go on into middle school, I'm like 5'7", 5'8", 5'9", and I'm also big. So people started to notice that. And we know that kids are mean and people say ugly things about you. That's just, that's the name of the game. It sucks, but it's true. But I noticed that anytime someone said something about me, it was never about the fact that I was super tall and I was literally taller than 
everyone. It was the fact that I was big. They would call me gorilla. They would throw things at me. I had a guy crumble up a paper about healthy eating and throw it at me in the hallway. A guy throw, threw an orange at me and just a, amongst a whole lot of other things. They would say, you know, you're fat or I would present in class and hear a whole lot of ugly derogatory comments from friends and peers. Um, they would take it to social media. It was pretty bad and for a long time I really thought that because I was bigger than everyone else and because they said I was fat that I was just some fat slob and it really affected me growing up. Mm. But that's just a little background about that. Tim. What up, boy? Um, I would have to say mine's definitely started as a kid. Um, as a kid, I remember, you know, always being like the bigger kid out the group. Yeah. Um, always being the one that in in kid sizes it was like a twelve husky. <laughs> I feel it. It was like a twelve husky in kids, you know, always being the kid. With the round face, round belly, like, you know, but also being a kid that got, like, picked on and picked over, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, you know, never was I, like, when they were, like, picking dodgeball teams, I'm telling my age right now, but when they were picking dodgeball teams in school, I literally was, like, the last result because I was, like, the fat kid, chubby, fat, stubby, yeah, all of the above, like, and it was, like, well, we want the fastest and the bestest first, then we'll pick the fat kid later. Um, so, from that and, like, literally being the butt of, like, so-called friends joke. Yeah. Um, I remember mm. I had a, quote-unquote, best friend at one time. Yeah. And um, his name, we're going to call him... James for this. Um, James, me and James had met at this, uh, I used to go to a youth center. Um, and I just really, you know, I always longed to have like a, a relationship, you know, with a male on the level of like just strictly, you know, platonic, a great friend, a, you know, a confident, a friend, somebody that would just really just show me, you know, like no matter what you look like, you're, you're amazing. James always found a way to really make me the butt of his jokes and like that for me was the beginning of like a downward spiral into like well what's wrong with me yeah like how how can i fix myself what can mm. i do to make me better like and like yeah so that's where it started with me um even with like family members yes kind of just you go know that. thinking that, that they can like go into that honestly when i would like see family members They'd be like, oh, you've gotten so big. Yes. Or, oh, you, you've gained so much weight. And it's like, but are you asking me what's going on in my personal life? Or are you asking me, um, am I going through something? Am I depressed? Like, anything. Like, it was never, it was always like, why are you big? Why are you big? Why are you this? You that. And growing up as a kid, I just remember, like, literally just eating. Yeah. I'm just going to keep it a band with y'all. Like, I ate. Mm-hmm. Um, as a kid, I ate, I was, you know, I didn't really exercise, um, but I always found food. I found comfort in food. Like, no matter how anybody made me felt, made me feel, it was like, I, I knew I could go to food and I would feel okay. I would be normal. 
You know what I mean? Like, so that's that's where, like, the downward spiral for me started because it was like, well, everybody thinks I'm just so big. Like, they had me thinking I was, like, 600 pounds and counting. And I'm not, I'm not laughing at anybody that is struggling and you're 600 pounds and counting. I'm just saying, for me, at that young age, that mentally took a toll on me. On me as a, a person, on me as a kid, on me as an individual. Like, it's like, wow. I even can remember one time my uncle, who was in the military, I told him that I wanted to lose weight. And at this time, I was in middle school. And, like, this thing has just really, it's always been an ongoing issue for me. I told my uncle, I don't want to lose weight. He's like, all right. So one morning, he was like, um, let's get up. Let's go running. Mind y'all, my school, from my school to my house was probably about 12 miles. My uncle, who was a former military uh, first sergeant, ran me from my house to my school. And the whole way, he insulted me. Wow. He told me how this is what I need. I mean, mm. he cursed me out. like, Jesus. And it's like. Literally, it's just been an ongoing cycle on, like, both sides of my family. Like, I love my family, but sometimes family can be the worst when it comes to, like, your weight. And, like, really, like, talking about how big you are. That To me, that's not a greeting. Don't greet me with, like, oh, you've gotten so big. Yeah. Because I can talk about how your wig is not on right. I can talk about Uh how your credit is. (laughs) Come out here. Jesus. But that's not how I greet you. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, that's like kind of where everything started. I'm like, I'm gonna save some for later. <laughs> yeah. Kennedy, what about you? What about your family experiences? Um, so I had similar experiences as Tim and something I always noticed is the women in my family were small height wise and weight wise, you know, none of them weigh over 130 pounds and that's just what it is. None of them are over five, four. So I'm, you know, like I said, I was a bigger, taller girl. So to them, it was like I was just some big balloon. Um, they would constantly say things like, well, boo, do you need all that food? Or slow down? Or why don't you try to get you a salad instead of the chicken tenders? And I have a little bit different story than Tim. I was a very active child. I played soccer. I played basketball. I ran on the playground. I did all of those things and I was still big. So it wasn't like I wasn't doing any activities. It wasn't like I just sat at home and ate chips, which I genuinely don't think many kids do that. Like even though Tim said he wasn't active, he still played. He still had things to do. He was still getting that exercise the doctors recommended but it was just like I was just still a bigger girl and so a lot of times I would find myself comparing myself to my mom or even my sister because she is a tall beautiful girl but she has a great shape she's really in shape and she's pretty much always been like that all of my life so I'm always looking at myself and looking at my family and it was almost like I was the sore thumb that stuck out. Mm. Everyone was in shape. Everyone's thin. Everyone looks good. So I just felt like I couldn't be like them. And it really, really took a toll on me because I'm around all these women who are naturally thin, naturally have a smaller frame, and then there's me. And so a lot of times... I would look at them and look at myself and think like, man, if I could just be a little shorter, man, if I could just lose 10 or 15 pounds, because anytime I ate or anytime I went up a size, it was just like, 
Ken, don't you think, you know, you could slow down? I remember eating one time and my dad was taking food off of my plate. And I was... I looked at him and I was like, why are you doing this? Yeah. And he was like, well, you don't really need it anyway, baby. And wow. it, I will never wow. forget that moment because it really was just like, wow. Like, even my own dad thinks I'm big. Yeah. And it really, really took a toll on my mental growing yeah. up. And I have a horrible relationship with food, even now. Because yeah. I don't always feel like I can eat the way I want. Me too. Or I can eat what I want because it's those comments are still Mm, in the back of my head. Absolutely. I used to starve myself. Thank God I don't anymore. But it just really took a toll on me. And I just really thank God for Jesus. Because if it wasn't for him, I would still be in that dark place. Absolutely. Honestly, um, and I guess this is where we accept the fact that I guess the struggles are different. um, Because... My story was, is I was skinny. And I didn't say this in the last podcast, but I had moments where my family would make comments about me too. Um, They would say stuff like, you need some meat on your bones. Mm. Or Mm. there was an emphasis on, you know, uh, muscle milk um, or getting big or, you know, stuff like that. And I remember one thing, I thank God for my mom because she would always tell me like, you don't have to rush because she said, she said weight is gonna just it's gonna kick in one way or another. Right. Because in my family, yeah. people start off skinny and they just end up weighing. And I think she didn't say it, the words specifically, but whenever she would say that, it was, "Honey, you're okay the way that you are right now. Yeah. yeah. You don't gotta rush yeah. to look a certain way. You don't have to rush to, to 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 have a certain image of yourself." Yeah. But I remember just randomly walking in the house um, sometimes or eating. And sometimes not eating much. I'm the type of person where if I'm not hungry, I'm not gonna put a lot of plate on. My, I'm not gonna put a lot of food on my plate. I sure wish I could be like that. And um, and so when I would when I would eat, people would say stuff like, "You eat like a bird," mm. or um, yeah. "You need more meat on your bones." You know, simple stuff. And so I remember those. I remember those remarks that I received consistently sometimes at family gatherings or you know, with friends, close family friends and stuff like that. So I definitely get it. But I also recognize, like I said, that the the issues are different. Yeah. So I wanted to ask for y'all when, because when it comes to size, when it comes to the image of the body, mm-hmm. we there there's always a turning point where there's always a turning point, whether if you are skinny or if you're classified as big, there's a turning point in your life where you're like, you you face a moment, you face a situation where you say, yeah. "Okay, this is bad that I look like this." Yeah, because mm-hmm. it wasn't always like that. Yeah, you know, for me, like when I was when I was in middle school or when I was in um, when I was in fourth grade, I was skinny. I w- I've really been skinny all my life. You know, I just started working out and gaining a little more weight, but I was always skinny on the skinnier side. Yeah, but there was a moment in my life where something happened to me. And it gave me the idea like, okay, this is bad that I look like this. I shouldn't look like this. And it's not to say that it was true, but it was to say that something occurred in my life that made my mind formulate the idea that it was bad that I looked this way. And so I wanted to ask, what were those moments for y'all? Okay, so I personally realized something was wrong 
when I knew I couldn't go in the store and get regular clothes. I was shopping in the big and tall section, mm-hmm. and I should have been shopping in the regular section. And I laugh about it now, um, but that's when I knew I was fat. That's when I knew it was real. That's when I knew, like, dog, bro, like, you big. Like, at my highest, I was wearing a size 56, 58 in pants. And if any men know, you know that's big. That's huge. Um, but that's for me where I found out. I was like, dog, bro, you big. You got to do something. You got to make a change. Yeah. A change is needed. You can't keep, you know, going on with this and, like, just living with this. And it is what it is. Um, so, yeah, that's honestly where my turning point was. So, for me, honestly... I probably realized that I was bigger than everyone in like the sixth grade, honestly. Um, I got to middle school before anyone had really said anything to me. I just realized like, you know, like Tim said, I'm shopping in the woman adult section as a 12 year old. That That's not normal. Yeah. And I realized like, okay something something is wrong yeah and i realized then you're you're big i see my friends with can shop at these stores and claire's and justice and get all this stuff and they're in aeropostale and hollister and i could wear those things but i couldn't wear those things that were like appropriate for my age for the kid sizes i was in the woman sizes a size 10 in the sixth grade that's when I realized like yo you're big and then when I went to the doctor yeah and she says I get on the scale and she's like oh you're in the 93 percentile for weight and she um recommends that I start eating vegetables and protein to Mm. my mom yeah and that there's special diets that she can put me on to help me lose weight that's kind of when I realized like yo this is clearly a problem. So, but you were healthy though. Very healthy. She actually, because of my weight, ran a lot of blood tests on me to make sure that I didn't have traces of diabetes and high hypertension and other things like that in my blood. Because she was genuinely, I guess as a doctor, from a medical standpoint, she was concerned. Yeah. Because she was like, this is not... This isn't normal. Of course it's not. 93 percentile at my age. And she ran those tests and she said, your blood is clean. Yeah. She said, you're fine. You're healthy. I had a great blood pressure. And she knew I was active. I was just big. So when it comes to this, I wanted you to, I wanted y'all to uh, explain. So we've, we've gotten to the point where we know when y'all found out it was wrong. Now, why was it wrong? Who said that it was wrong? What was what was the what was the reasoning as to why it was wrong? Was it actually wrong? Or was it all in your head? When I look back at pictures of me in middle school, mm-hmm. no. I look at pictures of myself and I'm like, well, well, where, where, where was the fat? Yeah. Where was this big huge girl that people kept talking about and that comments kept being made but i also realized society at the time yeah 
and the environment that I was in. I went to a predominantly white school. Yep, yep, yep. So I'm a black girl, and we know that black women are generally bigger. That's science. So, of course, to them, I looked huge. Wow. But looking at old pictures, because I deleted most of them, because at the time, I didn't take pictures standing up because I thought I was so fat. Looking at some of those old pictures and videos, I'm like, you were fine. Yeah, the scale said one thing, but you look fine and you were healthy. You just happened to be bigger. Yeah. And that kind of struck me about two or three months ago, actually. I looked at those pictures and I was just like, wow, the lies you believed about yourself. Wow. Yeah. What about you, Tim? So when I think about who said it was wrong, um, I think I'll go back to like family and, you know, like different people that like, you know, kind of told me like, you're just huge. You're big. You know what I mean? Like they said it was wrong. And then just the, the fact that I literally was not able to go into a regular store and just pick out regular jeans and regular clothes, like. It was like all factors kind of led to that. Wow. Like, it's wrong. You're big and mm. it's wrong. You big and raunchy. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> and, and like, so, uh, yeah, that for me, I think that is really where I was like, wow, dog, bro. Like, it's wrong. Like, it's wrong to be big. Like, even though it was something that it didn't happen overnight, um, but it was something that had like literally progressively kind of like. I knew I was big, but it was like, that was like the turning point for me. But like, dang, you can't go in the mall. Like, Jesse, for example, he can go in the mall, you know, get clothes as a kid, you know, do whatever. Me, I always would remember my mom having to go to like a Burlington yeah. or like a TJ Maxx or a Ross and find the larger sizes to ensure that I'm comfortable. Um, yeah. So, honestly... Between the clothes, my family, and just kind of like my peers just telling, like, reminding me, like, you're big, you're big, you're big, you're big. Like, it was like, that's why I was like, dog, it's wrong. Like, I ain't big. I, I'm a big boy. And, and, and looking back, like Kennedy said, I did not take pictures. Even to this day, yeah. it's still something that I'm walking out. Like, I still do not take pictures. Because of the simple fact of like, I, it, those are still things that taunt me or still not taunt me, but like, it still kind of like hunts me like, wow, I don't want, I don't want memories or things where people could be like, oh, you're big, 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 you're big. Now I do have it under control, but like, you know, I'm just saying like, because of the past, yeah, that's just kind of where it's at now. You know, it's real when your struggle follows you literally yeah outside, outside of your room when, literally you know them them deep dark moments when you're by yourself literally. and you don't even like yourself but they Ooh. follow you in public yeah like you can't even take pictures couldn't you nope. you you intentionally wear certain kinds of clothes to yep. hide the shape of your body yeah yep. and i did that too like in my last podcast i i said that i would wear a specific clothing because certain tight clothes on me they would they would make me look bigger than what i really was yeah. mm -hmm. um 
and I and and not not only just with wearing clothes, yeah. but I would work out. I would intentionally work out, and yeah. it wasn't even to get healthy. the The root of everything that I did physically for my body was because I didn't want to be skinny anymore. Right. I didn't want to look the way that I looked. And so that's when you know it's like real. You're in a dark place when dark place, you get to bro. the point where everything you're doing, it, it is it is it is revolved around this 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 thing that you have to accept in you that you yeah. don't like. Yeah. yeah. And, and now efficiency. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now you're living your life around it. Heck yeah. Literally. You're planning your life around it. Like yeah. Heck yeah. Just I agree with you. A hundred percent. For for years I would not wear colors. Wow. Really? You only see me in dark co- like wow, the blacks, man. the blues. Like I literally, I wore things that made me look, quote unquote, small. Yeah. Dang. I, I would wouldn't not, wear shorts. Yeah, no shorts. I didn't wear basketball shorts. I didn't wear Adidas shorts. Like none of that. Yeah. For wow. years. Wow. It took me years to literally get my mind out of the place of like, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, almost like I felt like if I wore shorts or everyone was looking at me. Right. Like, honestly, right. like, right. 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 you're not that important. Right. But I couldn't stand up and present my projects. Yeah. Because I was so afraid that if I presented my projects, someone would notice, like, my stomach looks big or yeah. my thighs are too big. I would wear my jacket backwards because it would hide my stomach. Wow. So I thought. And people yeah. thought I was just doing it to be, like, funny or quirky. Yeah. But behind that was the simple fact that I didn't want people to look at my stomach or really lack thereof. Because when I look back at pictures of me in high school, I was actually pretty small. Yeah. Wow. Same. It's crazy. Same. I I can remember like really buying bigger clothes just because I didn't want people to see like, oh, he has big thighs or like, oh, he's a bigger guy. So I would literally buy bigger clothes. And like try to make them fit my frame. And in high school, like you said, I was not. I was smaller, a lot smaller. Yeah, I was a big guy, but I was still a lot smaller um, than what people were like portraying me to be. Yeah, I also can identify with the whole having friends yeah. type thing and being on the tail end of their jokes. It's like, oh, you know, I told y'all that I would always get called Urkel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Frozone, String Bean, Slim Jim. You know what I mean? And in the moment, it was funny. But you know how, like, you'll laugh at something yeah. just to be a part of the crowd. Right. Mm-hmm. But you, like, really on the inside, you feel rejected. Right. Absolutely. You Absolutely. Don't really, you don't really feel accepted, you know, for who you are. Absolutely. And, and what you look like. And so that's what it was. Like, people would just say funny jokes. It would be, And it wouldn't even be, like... For a for a session, it wasn't like roast Jesse sessions. I mean, sometimes it was, but yeah. even in the moments where people would just say something, and it was like one comment, and they would laugh. You yeah. know what I mean? And you know how like in the black culture, that's just what we do. We Literally. we flame each other and we dap each other up afterwards. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and I'll yeah. be honest, that's yeah. just my opinion. My this is my opinion. I think that's toxic. This is my opinion, but we'll move on to that. But what I'm saying is like the point. The point is. <laughs> The point is, is it was a moment where I would get, it was a moment where I would get to, af- after that, I felt so isolated. Yeah. yeah. I felt so rejected. Yeah. So I turned to the first thing that made me feel like Absolutely. I belong. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Which was laughing with them. Yeah. yeah. Even though they were making fun of me. Yeah. And it was sort of like highlighting my deficiencies. But like I said, because I felt like an outsider and I felt so rejected, I turned to the very first opportunity that I had. 
to felt like I was part of something. Yeah. That's and and Jesse, you know, it's crazy that you say that, but because like just thinking like looking back in high school, like so middle school, you know, I was bullied about the way all that high school, I get to high school and I became the very thing that people were doing to me. Wow. Like wow. it was kinda like I became the bully, like get out my seat. I'm the big bad wolf in the house. Wow. Like and like you said, like the rejection, it really that rejection will make you do some crazy it will, things, bro. man. Like, literally. Um, but yeah, when I got to high school, I just became like the bully. Like the yeah. the thing that I didn't want people doing to me, I was doing to other people because I felt so rejected. I felt so like unloved and like people didn't want anything to do with me and like I was just so huge and like um yeah, I definitely can agree with you. I can concur yeah. with you. Like, ain't it crazy how stuff like this can affect our relationships and the way we speak to people who right. don't even yes. have any, who Absolutely. don't even have anything to do with it? Like in my last podcast, in my last podcast, that's what I was saying. It was to the point for me, my insecurity manifested in the way that I would talk to people. Yeah, I would curse a lot. I would be more aggressive with my speech. I would be more upfront. You know what I'm saying? With the way that I would speak to people, I would. I would talk to people like I was heartless, like I didn't yeah. have a soul. Wow. You know what I mean? And it was because I said in my last podcast, I wanted to sound strong because I felt weak. Yeah. Yeah. And so because I felt weak, it's like, okay, well, if we were to fight, you know, I may get a punch or two in and you're going to look like the strong guy. But if I could break you down with my words, then I could do it. Right. I, I agree with that, man. If I could box you with my words, then I'll do it. Yeah. Chop you up. If I shoot, if I if I if I shoot the fade with you with my words, right? Then I could do that, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, and it doesn't. It is. It wasn't even just towards men. It was towards women. Yeah. yeah. So it's like because yeah. I felt because I felt um, weak and I didn't feel like I was sufficient. When a woman liked me, I lowered them in. I lured them in with my lustful ways because yeah. it made me feel like I was strong. It made yeah. me feel like I was I was a mighty man because yeah. I was wanted and somebody wanted to sleep with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's that that's the deep issue. And you see how like one thing can trickle into another. Literally, just bro. a simple insecurity. What because it's not dealt with now. People are people's souls are getting people's souls are getting traumatized. Right. Yeah. By right. my insecurity that I don't even know. Right. Or that I don't even know what's going on with me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's real. That is so real. Like that man, you you're speaking so much truth right now. Like it's really it's it's crazy how literally one thing it's like a domino effect, bro. Yeah. It can literally cause things to just fall right behind the other. Um, yeah, bro. That's good. Yeah, I definitely understand. Um growing up. I, you know, guys didn't like me because I was bigger. So, you know, once I got to high school and, you know, like I said, I definitely starved myself. So going into high school, I was in a size eight pants. So I really thought I was something like, okay, um, guys started to like me. Guys started to notice me. So the first guy that noticed me, I just clung to him because oh, I'm wow. like, wow, like this guy likes me and he likes that yeah. I'm tall and he yeah. doesn't see me as this big fat monkey or whatever the crazy things they used to say to me and it was a chance for me to almost you know create a new identity quotations around the new identity because at the root and like again at the soul i still was that same insecure yeah. little girl yeah but because he liked me and then because other guys liked me it was just like man like who cares what they thought because guys like me and i wanted yeah. that validation from other men and i'm yeah. not gonna lie i cheated on that boy because <laughs> At the time, so many men were trying to talk to me. It just made me feel 
better about myself so i was like man like i got him but i also got him on the side and him over here and him over there so it was just a it was all bad it was all bad at that time wow but ain't it crazy how we'll do stuff like that but it won't even it's like it has nothing to do with us it will be for other people so they can validate us yes so like just how you said that regardless of what anybody says at the end of the day like I got the boys, right? I got the guys. But why was that important? It was important because of the way that it made you look. Yep. And the way that it made me feel when really, at the end of the day, I was still insecure. I was still not eating. I was still sitting at lunch, eating fruit every day for, eating like a banana or like some pears or something for lunch. And then my mom used to make breakfast for us every day, like when we were growing up. And then I started telling my mom like, oh, I don't want breakfast in the mornings anymore. I'm good. Knowing dog on well, I was hungry. Wow. (laughs) But because I wanted to be slim, I wanted to fit in. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going to eat that or I'm not going to eat this and I'll just go home and, you know, give me that good home-cooked meal. Because one thing my mama could do was cook. She could cook. So, you know, I always had a good meal, but I would go during the day without eating so I didn't feel bad for eating the home-cooked meal later on. Because I'm like, if I starve myself now, I can, you know, eat dinner. And it was just such a twisted mindset. Mindset. Like, I would look at food and be like, well... No, I don't want to eat this because my mom cooking potatoes for dinner or I'm having fries later. So I don't need to eat the French fry now because God forbid I gained 10 pounds from this one meal. Wow. Yeah. I think it was even more interesting how for me when I was working out trying to gain weight, I didn't. I lost more. Yeah. Wow. So it got worse. Wow. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So like not only am I sitting here, you know, busting my butt trying to look like the rock. You feel me? I'm losing weight. Like, yeah. I'm doing the exact opposite of what I was planning to do all of this in the first place. Wow. So now it, it's, it's worse now. So now the comments get even more worse because I'm smaller. Right. Yeah. And then the frustration is going in like, well, I'm putting all this work in and I'm not seeing any results. Yeah. Absolutely. It's discouraging. It's you feel defeated. So Literally. Absolutely. You feel defeated. Especially when you're like... Especially like, you know, you say you were trying to gain weight. I'm trying to lose weight and I'm eating. Like Kenny said, it was very unhealthy. It's a toxic way of like thinking about food and eating Yeah. Patterns. Like really like, oh, I'm going to skip this meal because I had a bag of chips. Or I had hot Cheetos. Yeah. Or I had, you know, I had a, a pop or a soda, whatever y'all call them. Yeah. I had a pop. I had a soda. Um, I had a candy bar. Um, It was just, it's really... It was really unhealthy, you know. So I was going to the gym um, in high school. I actually ended up doing a lot of sports. Um, I did a lot of sports. Um, But with me doing all these sports, I still didn't have a healthy way of um, eating. Um, Really, you know, understanding it's okay to eat this, you know, and mix the good with the bad. Yeah. Um, So I'm doing all these sports, doing all this stuff. But I'm still not losing weight. Wow. I'm still, you know, like, honestly, my weight kind of stayed at the same because I was not eating enough. Mm-hmm. My body was kind of going to this mode like, all right, bro. Hey, when you going to give us some food? Like, we working. We doing all these, you know, laps and running. And I was, I did swimming. I did cross country, um, football. Like, it was just, it was a lot. But even in all of that, I still... Had not found the balance of like, okay, well, if I have a fruit 
and a vegetable and a piece of protein, it's okay. Like, yeah. And you know, it's still something that I'm still walking out today. Yeah. I'm still learning like how to really appropriately balance. Yeah. Um, the good with the bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? To have a green and have a protein and have a little, you know, have a little sweet. Yeah. We all like a little, uh, we all like a little you know, a little pie or a little, little, little <laughs> cookie, something like that. But that's like, real. Literally. Nah, for real. But you know, um, in all of this, the good news is, is there's hope. That's yeah. Hope. Absolutely. There absolutely is. So um, I wanted to ask y'all and whoever goes first goes first, but. How did God show up for y'all in this instance? Well, um, I have a few instances. I guess I'll talk about the first one that really made me realize, like, Jesus is real. Like, if you don't get nothing else from this podcast, I want you to know Jesus is real. Like I mentioned mentioned earlier, I was in middle school, and that's when they made fun of me. And it, it got to a point where it was every day by the same two guys, and... It was a consistent thing. And I remember going home one day and one night I just felt so defeated. I would go home and weep, y'all, like weepy, a weepy mess because I just couldn't understand why they kept saying these things to me and why he would harass me even on social media. That's when Facebook had just come out. So he would send me nasty, ugly messages on Facebook. And um, do now, dog. Show can't. But the first... That moment when I knew Jesus was real, I I laid in my bed that night, probably like one o'clock in the morning. And that's really late for like a 12, 13 year old. And I remember crying and figuring out where I was going to kill myself at and how I was going to do it. I was like, am I going to hang myself? Am I going to use the belt to do it? Where where am I going to hang myself? How can I, what's the quickest way for me to kill myself? And hopefully somebody will find me. And I remember praying to God and saying, God, if they don't leave me alone, I'm going to come home tomorrow and kill myself. Wow. I said, I'm done being on this earth. And I remember just being in tears Jesus. saying that. Jesus. And um, I said, I'm done. I'm done with life. And um, that next day, I went in and I was anticipating for them to make fun of me because I was like, at least if they make fun of me, I told God I would kill myself. And so if they make fun of me, I don't have to be here anymore. Because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be on earth. I didn't want to live. And um, he looked at me. And I was just ready. I was so ready. Because I'm like. And it's it's so twisted now. And it's so sad. But I was like. Yes. If he says something. I can kill myself. Wow. Yeah. And he didn't say anything. Wow. And that was like in the morning. So I'm like. Oh. Maybe he's just got to wake up. Because he, he, he kept going. He would always go after every class switch. If I had any, I had one class with him, he would go the whole class time. And I said, okay, I waited till lunch because we had lunch together. He just looked at me. I waited till we got to the bus and I would walk home. And I'm like, man, I know he's probably going to walk home with the other guy that walks with us and he's going to say something. And he never did. He didn't say one word to me that Thank day. Thank you, Lord. Wow. And his friend wasn't there either oh, wow. that day at school. So that's when I knew, like, you know, Jesus is real, and he loves me, and he didn't want me to die. Wow. And, um, yeah, there was still bullying here and there. I'm not going to say that there wasn't, but it let me know, you know, like, God, God sees you, and he has you, and he cares about you. And, and then when I got to 
probably college is when I really realized, like, you're beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah, you might not be skinny like the rest of the girls around you. You might not have what they have. But one thing you do have is Jesus. Yeah. And that was when I really got saved. And I I realized, like, these things about insecurities about weight or any insecurity that I had, God cared about that, too. Yeah. And he does care about those things. So anytime I feel myself looking at my body and being in disgust, I have to be reminded, like, God still loves me. Absolutely. And he created me like this. And yes, I'm not big anymore. And people say, well, you're not big anymore. Like, well, I'm not skinny. Uh, come on now. I'm not. But I'm, I might not be the big girl yeah. anymore. Yeah. But I'm definitely not skinny. And I realized in college where, like, you've got to love you. Yeah. And nothing is going to change the way I feel about myself. No way if I lose weight. Or any of that's going to change until I actually love the way I look. And I love who I am now. Because I could, I again, I lost the weight in high school. I was almost 160 pounds then. At 5'9", 5'10", that's pretty small. And I hated myself then. Mm. Even when I lost that weight, I still said, ew. I still found something else wrong with me. And I had to realize when I got to college at my big age, 21, 22, is when I really realized like, yo, you've got to love you before you can lose this weight. That's good. Before you can fix these quote unquote issues that people have put in your head your entire life. Yeah. And that's when I realized there's hope in Jesus. Uh And you really have to submit those insecurities to him because... He cares. Absolutely. And knowing that he cares and knowing that he is right beside me as I walk through this journey of loving Kennedy wholeheartedly and letting go of the trauma and letting go of the lies and the heartache and the heartbreak is when I really realized like, yo, if you really want to lose the weight, you can. And once you lose it, you'll love who you are because you loved who you were when you were bigger. Right. That's good. So, yeah, that's when I kind of got that revelation. And I thank God for that because it had been a struggle. Wow. Wow. How do you come behind that? Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you just preached a sermon on here. Bye. I mean... (laughs) Let's give it up for Kennedy, y'all. Oh, MJ. Oh, in your car, wherever you at. Um, I can say for me, honestly, um, when I got to college, I had that realization, like, like Kennedy said, like, God really genuinely loves me. Yeah. He cares about everything about me. Yeah. From my weight to the way I feel to the way, like, he cares. Um, so it was, like, literally when I came to college, I made a decision when I left California, depressed and all, that I was not going to allow the former things or the things that had had me bound, Mm. kept me down, to keep me in a place where I wasn't happy with me. Yeah. So I had to start making changes. In college, I started making changes. I started going to the gym. Like, mind you, I was going to the gym before, but I think I was very consistent, very diligent, um, going to the gym. Uh, making sure that I'm really 
getting the balance I need. I started seeing a doctor, started seeing a nutritionist, really finding ways, started seeing a therapist as well. You guys, yes. therapy it will is change so your life. Amazing. I talked to my therapist. We talked about a lot of this stuff, a lot of the trauma associated with being a bigger person, being a growing up big. You know what I mean? Being big in school, being, you know, the bigger person in the friend group. Like yeah. not allowing your insecurities to lead you. Like yeah. really being comfortable in who you are and what you are and who God has created you to be. Like yes. really every man, every woman that listens to this, like really hone into that. Like God loves you. Yeah. He cares about you. Like yeah. it does not matter what you look like. You can do it. You can achieve it. Like, literally, like I told you guys earlier, I was wearing a 56, 58 pants, bro. I was huge. When I first moved to North Carolina, I was huge. But it took me really wanting a change, really wanting different for me. I couldn't lose the weight because grandma said I'm big. I had to lose the weight because I wanted to see different in me. I wanted to see a better me, a healthier me. The, the me that I would love no matter if I was with somebody or if I was in a relationship, you know, like yeah. I wanted the me that would just really, just really thrive. And I'm so glad that I found that when I came to college. Yeah. I came to college, started working out, got in a little, you know, workout club, whatever, um, found gym buddies. Um, like I said, the therapist really, she unpacked a lot of the stuff. She unpacked a lot of it. Yeah. Um, she really helped me to just really um, deal with issues, trauma, the things associated with my weight. And she helped me to, you know, really understand that, you know, I am not, I, my weight is not me. Yeah. That's good. When you see me, I am Timothy Benton. Yes. I am not Timothy, I am not my weight, then Timothy Benton. That's not how that works. So she really helped me to unpack a lot of that. Um, And, you know, that was really a turning point for me, honestly. Um, And I thank God for that because I know I could really honestly tell that I was on a way. I was in in such a bad place when I came. I literally would just eat and eat and eat and eat and eat and, like, not work out but just eat. Like, I, I was depressed. Nobody asked. Yeah. But I was so depressed. Like, I was depressed, bro. But, like, I'm so glad that God literally allowed me to literally come out of that and literally become better. Be better. Not have a diabetes. Yeah. And and let's kill this myth. All big people do not have diabetes. Come on! All of us do not have high blood pressure. All of us do not have heart problems. Because, I mean, you're looking at two people, myself and Kennedy, healthy people. We exercise, we go to the doctor, (laughs) you know what I mean? We're not on medications. Yeah. None of that sort. But I think these these definitely are stereotypes and things that have been associated with bigger people. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just said that was a little sidebar. But literally, (laughs) that's where my realization came in college. And I thank God. Yes. I really do. I thank God for placing people around me to challenge me and push me and motivate me to be better, to want better. And, and now I know I can do it. Yeah, I, it's it's a it's it's definitely an ongoing thing for me. I'm not losing weight because I want somebody to see me. No, 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 no. I'm losing weight because I don't like how things look, and I know what I want. Yeah, 
It's not for you. It's not about you. It's about me. It's about me and loving the better version of me. Yeah. Creating the best version of me. So that when my wife comes, I'm I'm ready. Come Let's on, go. here, wife. Let's go, baby. Let's go, babe. Where you wanna go? <laughs> so yeah, that's where mine came. Wow. Yeah. I'm like blown away. Those are powerful stories. Praise powerful. God. Praise God. Yes. <laughs> Ain't it amazing how he'll just take you from a dark place into light? Literally. Literally. Mm. Dark. Dark. Mm. And I just want to say to everybody that's struggling with this, literally. Yeah. Do not, don't allow people, you have to allow people's opinions and the way they feel about you to be like water on the duck's back. And what I mean by that is if you ever seen a duck in water, the water never seeps into the duck's skin. It always flows down. Their opinions have to be the same way. Just let it hit your back, but don't let it seep into your mind. Seep yeah. into your seep into who you are. Like really strive, y'all. You can do it. Yeah. You really can do it. If you want to be big, healthy, you can do that. Yeah. If you want to be small, healthy, you can do that. But don't allow people's limitations. Don't allow people to box you and and limit you on what you can do. That's real. On where you can go. Yeah. On the weight you can lose. If you want to have the surgery, cool. But I'm telling you, you don't have to have it. If you're doing it because you think that's your only method of losing weight, I'm telling you, you can do it naturally, bro. Naturally. Like, literally, do not allow people's opinions to box you in. Yeah. And also know that throughout the process, God's love for you doesn't change. Literally. Yeah. It does not. The value you have to him, it never fluctuates. It's always the same. The same. He, The Bible says he is the same yesterday, today, today come on! and forevermore. Yeah. So that means everything that is associated with him and who he is yeah. remains the same. Yeah. Come on here. So, it's um, real. This was amazing. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. I hope this really inspired everybody in here. I somebody hope so. who somebody whether if you struggle with being skinny, whether if you struggle with being overweight, just know that there's hope. There's hope in the Big midst hope. of this. There's hope in Jesus. There's hope and and there's there's better for you. Better. There, there's light at the end of the tunnel. You know what I'm saying? There darkness is not your portion. Yeah. Depression Absolutely. is not your portion. Suicide Absolutely. is not your portion. Yeah. And there's a purpose that God has placed in you that needs to be Absolutely. birthed out in the earth. Absolutely. And so he created you to do it, regardless of what you look like, whether big, small, short, tall, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. You are his image bearer. Yeah. And as I said in my last podcast, in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 10, the Bible says you are his masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Masterpiece. You are, you are his Picasso. Period. Yeah. You are his You are his. You are his painting. Yeah. Yeah. That he brags to yeah. the angels about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he he looks at you. This is my daughter. This is my son in who I am well pleased. Well pleased. That's good. Yeah. He doesn't call his creation ugly. Sure nope. doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Nope. So everyone in here who's dealing with this, um, or even if you have somebody in your circle. Share this podcast with them. Please. Share it. Share it. For sure. Because we're honest and we know that God has brought us from a mighty long way. Absolutely. And whatever insecurities that we have, any insecurities we're walking through. But at the end of the day, there's nothing too hard for Jesus. Absolutely nothing. 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 (laughs) Y'all. Y'all want to say bye? Bye, everybody. Love y'all. Love y'all.
What is going on, beautiful people? I appreciate the listening and the support to the Christ Convo podcast. If you received any form of insight on this last episode, leave a review on Spotify, on Apple Music, whichever source you listen to this podcast. I will be back for a new episode. Stay tuned. Be blessed.